This is true buzz, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this For my stoners, and for my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this, yeah Number one, it's the best, bringing in many special guests In the industry of cannabis, business owners to growers Even artists you know of, so sit back and just roll up The perfect show for my smokers, true buds yeah, and we're rocking right now. It's your buddy Jack Woltering here with a special guest today, Sandy Smoke, Sandy Flows, Miss Sandy Zhao here today. And I want to talk to her. Oh. Hello. Hey. I'm like looking over here. So uh, tell me a little more about what you got going on, Sandy, because your IG page is what drew me in and you're popping. You're always doing some really cool posts Thank on there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Well, I live in Los Angeles. Um and I have a lovely pit bull named Panda. Nice. Um, I like that name. <laughs> um, and so Sandy Smokes is my cannabis page that I started this year. And Sandy Flows is kind of just my personal life, um, you know, flowing through life. And uh, I love music. I love cannabis, obviously. So I go to a lot of festivals and um, just like to share a lot of the things that I experience that I get to see and live in LA, so. Nice, and honestly, yeah. like, scrolling through your feed, I'm even more impressed that, you, that it's just your first year doing that. Oh, thank you so much. Like, well, I um, come from, like, I've been in the fashion industry for over a decade and have years of, like, digital marketing and brand development experience, so I think it's been really nice to kind of take all of that and funnel it into something that I'm really personally passionate about <laughs> perfect i can probably use your help on that end too for yeah sure. i would love to chat more about that yeah because like i'm sure you can tell my ig I, I don't i need to get more active my main focus is youtube and this podcast mm -hmm. right now but like ig can only help me i know that so for i sure. just need to get better it's like but like all your stuff looks really clean do you you shoot it all on your cell phone is it a yeah everything's done on my iphone um and yeah i try to keep it as non-manicured as possible because i feel like it's just more natural and I want it to feel um, I want my followers to feel like they're really experiencing life with me as if they were, you know, in the room with me. That's nice. And, and, yeah. that, and that definitely gives off that vibe for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's hard to achieve. And like Instagram for me is like a whole nother beast compared to YouTube. I mean, I feel the same way about YouTube, actually. <laughs> it's <laughs> something that, yeah, I haven't quite taken on and I'm not as familiar with, but I feel like. You know, they're all kind of just, they're all megaphones, right, for your message and for the story that you're trying to tell. So where, where do you see the uh, Sandy Smokes going in terms of, would you consider that like a brand, the Sandy Smokes? It looks like a brand, yeah. the Sandy Smokes. So. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I started it because... One, simply because I felt like um, I wanted there to be more Asian representation in the cannabis community. And um, also, I just felt like with legalization and um, the development of the cannabis industry and the direction that all the conversation was going, I really wanted to become more involved and build a platform where I can connect with the community. Cool, cool. Now, yeah. um, on your page, um, I also noticed... That you have um, something in term uh, regarding glitter. Uh, forgive me, I don't know the tag <laughs> yeah. at the moment, but uh, 
tell us a little bit about that for anybody interested, you know? Cause... Yeah, for sure. So um, it's actually, I have my own biodegradable eco plant-based glitter company. Oh, so that's your own company? Yeah, okay, nice. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So it's called Earthshine. Okay. Um, Earthshine Glitter. And it really, it started because from me frequenting a lot of music festivals and loving glitter and really using it as a part of my creative process. Um, when I discovered what glitter was, which, I mean, glitter's made of pulverized plastic. Um, and I found out more about its environmental impact on the environment because think, just think about um, it goes into our water streams, it doesn't biodegrade, and it just stays in the system for ever, basically. Um, so not wanting to give up glitter, I partnered with one of my really good friends and we decided, you know, why not find an alternative? And yeah, so we were able to uh, uh, develop this product and it's made of eucalyptus, which is very cool. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. so, wow. So how, and with that eucalyptus, how do you get that like a uh, metallic shine or that like mirroring effect? I don't know. What so it it's um, depending on the color, there are things that are called uh, bioplastic. So the biodegrade but they're able to take on like they have almost the texture of like aluminum and they're able to take on sheen like, you know, beetle shell. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> I mean, we work with a manufacturer that, um, uh, yeah, works very closely with us and they're professionals. They know what they're up to. <laughs> very cool. And now what for anybody watching or listening and they're interested in grabbing some of that, what would be the best place to get it through your IG DMing you or through the website? Or um, You can yeah, definitely give us a follow Earthshine Glitter on Instagram and you can check it out on Amazon as well and you can check out our website earthshineglitter.com check it out if you're trying to get yeah. on that glitter game but no and that's why I'm very happy to have you here too is because you're working more than one angle mm -hmm. um, hustling on that and the cannabis and your own you know sandy flows which is uh, tell me more about the creative aspect with that um, so it all kind of started I don't know if you've uh, heard of the book flow uh, but it basically talks about the concept of flow, which is kind of the idea where you're so in the zone that your mind, body and spirit is all kind of operating on one motivation and one intention. And you kind of lose yourself in the moment and in what you're doing. Um, and from the idea of that, uh, I started learning more about movement meditation. So uh, things like yoga and even um, a lot, all sports really, and even cooking sometimes. So just different activities where you're utilizing your mind in a creative way, but you're also physically moving your body and um, doing all of that to kind of help you get into the state of flow. Uh, so from there, I learned fire spinning. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I guess my form of movement meditation is uh, prop dancing. So I interact with silk fans or um, uh, fire fans, levitation wands. So I interact with these props and I dance with them. And sometimes I light them on fire. And actually, if you scroll a little back on my account, I did a video where I fire spun and lit a joint and smoked. Oh, damn. So I did not see that. One. <laughs> I, I, I gotta scroll back. That's pretty dope. So the first time you did the fire spinning, were, were you intimidated at all or were you kind of already in that state of flow or, or were you like, I'm just going to embrace it fully or? It was, you know, it was definitely scary. I think 
each time I fire spin, it's still scary, <laughs> but it's it's a part of the fun. Um, and I think working with that fear and getting over it um, and still being able to kind of lose yourself in the music and in the movement um, is really the best part about it. And that, I totally agree with you because that's how I feel about everything. And um, being an actor, it's like those times where like yeah. the whole scene goes by. You know, what just happened? You know that you were in that state that you're talking about. But there's times where that doesn't happen. You're like, I need to try to get mm -hmm. to that state. Absolutely. So maybe I need to try more like movement exercises like that. I've done some movement like classes and stuff that break like have me doing crazy stuff. And mm -hmm. it kind of brings you to another place like that. Yeah. So it's like, I do see what you're saying with the flow. Very cool. Yeah, I can imagine when you're acting and you're trying to put yourself, project yourself into this other role and this other identity and being able to lose yourself in that moment is, yeah, that'd be that, very cool. <laughs> that, that to me is like the sign that it went good. Mm -hmm. If I walk out of the audition or the shoot or whatever, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It's even happened to me during some of these podcasts. I'm like, what did I just talk about for an hour? Yeah. You know, it's like you get into something and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Yeah, like feel of time changes right yeah. like yeah <laughs> that's awesome so now tell me a little bit more about your as i sip on this cannabis coffee i've never had before it only has 10 milligrams so i won't oh. do shit but yeah. uh so tell me more about your like uh smoking method or like what's your daily smoke like in terms of your creative process and uh... um so i mean my favorite way to smoke and the way that i smoke most frequently is with bongs um, <laughs> and you know, it's funny, I, I get this question a lot where everyone's kind of like, how do you, do you smoke all day? Like, how do you do that? And it's, I'm actually very ritualistic about my smoking. I, I like to uh, um, be very intentional about when I'm smoking and what strain I'm smoking and what I'm going to do after I sesh. Um, a lot of times... I, before I yoga, which is a big part of my morning ritual, I like to uh, smoke a little bit of CBD mixed with a nice um, citrus euphoric strain to get the day going. Um, and then for work, a lot of times like when I'm content making for Earthshine or trying to be really focused on one creative project, that's when cannabis is really helpful for me. It's, it's very helpful for my ADD because usually I've juggling like a million so it allows you to hone in on that one totally. aspect you're saying yeah very cool and do, so you start that every day typically with a little yoga kind of stretch um, out i don't i actually i don't wake and bake every day i try to break up my routine so but i definitely i like to stretch out in the morning um props to you take my time that's hard <laughs> I, I, i've done it a couple times i'm more of a night owl so at the end of the night i'll decompress with like the Ooh, foam yeah. roller stretch out but like for me sometimes in the morning it's really hard to get to that state that you're talking about so props to you on that like i'm i'm such a bum at night <laughs> i'm like a big bowl of indica and bob's burgers on the couch type of <laughs> girl well, it's funny how everybody's different like yeah. that. Like, I guess I've worked in the restaurant industry for many years. I still uh -huh. bartend. So that's part of it, too. I get off late. So sometimes when I get off, I still want to, like, keep working for hours and hours. So it's like, oh, wow. yeah, it's been weird. My For the past couple months, my bed, like, average bedtime is like 4 to 5 a.m. Wow. Yeah. And then and then when do you sleep till? Um, I try to get at least seven to eight hours. So, you know. Depending. Whatever, whenever Beautiful. I go to bed, I'll set it to eight hours. Sometimes I'll wake up earlier. 
but I'm one that needs sleep. And like sometimes I'll deprive myself a little sleep, but I got to catch up on the weekend or something and get yeah. like maybe a 12 hour day of recuperation. Yeah, for but sure. I, I love wish, those. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up feeling so good. Mm-hmm. And today I actually got nine hours. I woke up feeling really good. Well, I woke up actually, my girl had made some like pancakes and eggs. I'm like, I'm still tired. So I'm gonna go back to bed. And I, I, I didn't even know if I fell asleep, but I came back out an hour later feeling great. So, you know, I love those. Uh, sometimes I just wake up and eat and go back to bed. Yeah. Your body's like, okay. Yeah. We're, we like, can yeah, go. ready. Yeah. That's me at night, too. I like going to bed with a full belly. Same. <laughs> it makes it so much easier. And, and I've been, like, thinking about it lately. I'm like, maybe it's actually, like, a scientific, like, biological thing, the fact that, like, the blood's not in my head as much. Because it's easy to overthink sometimes, yeah. you know. I like to focus on breathing and stuff, but I'm just weirding out on that aspect. But <laughs> Quite literally just yeah. shifting the yeah. focus yeah. of your body. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because I feel the same way. I sleep better definitely on a full stomach. Yeah. Huh. But I thought I was just a fat ass. I just love to eat. <laughs> but I feel you on Endica late night and mm-hmm. like, you know, coming out to California, I'm out here for about four years now, um, you know, being in the Midwest or like the East Coast, I didn't really have a choice of what I was smoking, you know? Mm. And I never really thought I would. So now it's nice to be able to actually pick more. It was yeah. more like whoever has the good bag, I want to get that. And I don't necessarily know what it is. I didn't trust yeah. the names that they're given in a lot of times. Back so in like, the day where you just get weed. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just some good shit. Yeah. Smoke this. I'm like, all right, can't argue with that. <laughs> but it's like, what, what about edibles? And uh, so you, bong's the main method. What about mm. like tinctures, edibles, anything um, kind of like that? I So I started medicating because I have restless leg syndrome and that causes me insomnia at night, um, which is where the heavy indicas come in. But that's also where I do use a lot of edibles and tinctures because those things tend to be a little bit more long lasting. So it helps me stay in you know deep sleep longer at night. Do you have any particular favorites or are you kind of switching it up? Um, I switch it up quite a bit. I feel like my body just starts getting used to something and I need to, yeah, I need to switch it up. That. But, you know, I do, I love Cushy Punch. I feel like it's nice and potent and does what it needs to. Yeah. They, um, they hit hard. And yeah. I, like, and I've always been plugging Cushy Punch. And then did you see what happened recently? No. So in the news, essentially they had a Cushy Punch underground facility get busted. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a, it's like a big thing right now because they're a legit brand. Yeah. Um, and I was actually going to do some sponsorships with them. And like, because their little gummies, like, I'll eat half of, that's 50 milligrams. Like, that mm-hmm. shit will, even a yeah. quarter, like, that shit will get you yeah. right. So I've always been a proponent and I still am. I understand how hard the game is to maneuver, but it's like an interesting time for them because they've been build, like, uh, brand building for, for a, long a long time. And it's just crazy that one thing like that, even if it's not the truth, which I have a feeling it is, they're kind of doing some, you, that's the thing with a lot of legal companies is they got to like, yeah. you, you got to get the I mean, money. It's, it's unfortunate that you're, you're a lot of companies are being kind of cornered to work in the gray area, unfortunately. Yeah. And I mean, that's another big reason why I wanted to start the account and become a part of the conversation, because I feel like there are so many people out there launching products and starting companies who, you know, aren't really advocates for cannabis there who are just kind of jumping on the wagon because you know there's a lot of big cannabis money right now and um i feel like but then there's companies who have been trying to build their businesses and building the community and providing very legitimate um products who you know has still struggles to properly operate with all the right intentions it's a crazy game and and i do respect what you're saying though and 
I try to do that too. And like, I'm not, I'm a pretty easy person to please. Is like, is the edible or edible part of me or like the flower or whatever vape, does it do the trick? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, that's the only time. And yeah. it's, it's far and few in between. Like mm-hmm. there's n- absolutely most I get from the dispensaries out here are pretty legit. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know about you. Have you got some that you're just like, this is shit? Um, no, I think, uh, I think when it comes to like flour and edibles, I usually have a pretty good experience with the product. Um, I think nowadays there's just so many different brands and everyone's launching something new. So it's really just trying to navigate everything that's out there. <laughs> but it's also fun to get to try new new products all the time, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. And that's and like with that too is like there's so many brands and stuff out there, but like the beauty of like what you're doing, what I'm doing with like the content, the video, you mm-hmm. know, Instagram podcast is that we're providing value in a lot of ways that like a lot of these bigger companies they, they might, you know, I've done sponsorships and stuff for them, but like a lot of them don't have that aspect to it. like somebody just being like Absolutely. a genuine person telling them like, hey, this product's solid or maybe like I've done a couple yeah. of reviews where I'm like, I, I wouldn't fuck with this again, probably. Yeah. I, I, or I'd steer you towards here, just honest. But that's where it could be weird too. A certain batch could be better. So it, it's hard to be. Yeah, it's. I definitely agree, though. I think the the personal interaction is is really nice, and um, I it's it makes me really grateful that I decided to start my account because it's just been so rewarding to kind of hear all these different people's stories and journeys and you know struggles with cannabis and the taboo and the stigma that comes with it. Yeah, and it's really cool to see it just kind of, you know especially in like the Midwest area where it's starting to become more, which is really stigmatized, but it's like mm-hmm. still starting to break down there. And it's just yeah. cool to see that kind of rolling out. You know, it's like we're in a very cool time right now. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I feel so spoiled being in California because I feel like, you know, it's always it's just always been so much easier out here. Um, I was in New York recently and just being reminded of how conservative even like Manhattan still is about cannabis and you know, it's I I love the progress that we've made, but it's also just good reminder that there's still like a very long way to go. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and that's like when I first came out here, I went in my first dispensary. I got my medical card and I'm like walking in like nervous and shit. I'm like, because like, like <laughs> yeah, to the point, like, used to... I've always been so like trying to be low key. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like I can go in here and <laughs> buy stuff. <laughs> so it's like, it's funny, but it, it's what's your opinion on like in terms of federally? Do you do you have any opinion when that might happen or like? I know that's a hard question. It's hard, you know. I I hear things, you know, people are like, oh, in the next four years, for sure. But but then I hear things like Manhattan's trying to ban CBD again. So it's just, I feel like it's this constant cat and mouse, like, chase that. See, that, that, and that CBD stuff is the only thing that really pisses me off. It's Absolutely. like, how are you going to ban CBD? Like, THC still bugs me, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's like. Like, it's bad enough that there's never been a medical or scientific study that you know, proved THC or CBD has any sort of like negative or fatal like harms to the body. And when CBD has proven over and over again, it's like health benefits. And it's just it's mind baffling to me that like we're still just. In and this, it's yeah. yeah. And it probably in Manhattan, too, in most of these places, it's probably a money thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably big yep. money. Um, totally. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy guy, but it's like pharmaceutical the money, trying to, yeah. So it's probably what it is, but I'm not, that's still fucked up. That's even more fucked up. <laughs> so it's like, what, like, 
I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting time. But when you talk to people, like I have a friend who has a son and um, he gives him CBD for his seizures and his mm-hmm. wife even wasn't as for it. But like after seeing like the progress, like it's like yeah. amazing, you know, it's yeah. like when I have another uh, I did a cannabis enthusiast video series and I had a lady whose hand was like paralyzed and she puts the cream on her hand and she's like good to go. So it's like when you hear the CBD stuff, it's crazy. But like with that being said, isn't it like a federal law that it made it legal to grow um, hemp for seed? For yeah, I, I believe so. So I think it's more the retailing of it. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, even even with all of the testing and regulations in California, there's this bottleneck. You know, there's these huge farms that are growing like this these days but it's not it's not able to get to the dispensaries and get to the consumer's hands quickly enough because it just takes too long to go through the process yeah i think we're, we're about to see like a big there's so many companies coming up right now and like whenever it bec- does become legal or within that phase when it's rising there's about to be a lot of companies falling off mm-hmm. who are who are trying to build their thing but that being said i feel like there's a lot of like maybe people might see them as underdog companies you know like doing kind of like what we're doing, creating content, making our own stuff. And like, those are the people who I think will rise to the top because you can't, or at least, or at least in like the real community, because I think really authenticity is just going to stand the test of time. I think people like, especially like stoners, I feel like they're just real, you know, like people just, if you share a joint together, like it's, that's, that's a connection. I feel like, you know, and like people don't, like there's something there's something very real about that and I feel like it can't be like that can't be taken away regardless of like the money and the yeah. And I, and I'm hoping that a lot of the bigger companies out here who are trying to do that, not to hate on anybody, but they'll realize that the hard way. Or yeah. they'll be like, Oh, if they were smart, if it was me with that, I'd be like, yo, let's bring on the these ten, you know, influencers or these ten content creators to help legitimize the brand and bring it full circle mm-hmm. to raise awareness, um, you know, to kind of bring yeah. it to the real level. And that's and that's the only thing you can do right now in the game, really. Um, I don't know if you're doing – are you doing sponsorships on your IG page for you cannabis? Know, I actually – I haven't started doing any sponsorships because when I started the – when I started my page, I – like being authentic and being able to be very honest about – my feelings and my opinions was very important to me. So I thought, you know, if I started getting sponsorships and I started having all these brands pay me to do my reviews or to do my posts, then inevitably I'm going to feel a little bit biased or swayed. Um, so I really, I, I'm always open to try different products and to collaborate with different people, but I'm very cognizant about like who I work with and how we work together because, you know, again, I just want to be able to say what I want to say. <laughs> and that's, and that's the realness that we were talking about earlier. Like the fact that you're doing that and people see that obviously with what you're doing. And I'm the same way. And that's where I tell people that I've worked with before. I'm like, I'm just going to be real. You know, like I have a company who I've done a couple podcast sponsors for, um, like it's a spliff company. They make like terpene enhanced herbs, oh. but like in the video, I'm straight up like, I personally don't fuck with this. But if you're looking for like a tobacco alternative, that's cool. But I see how that kind of can water down the brand a little. But it's like also at the same time yeah. bringing a little money and to stay afloat. But it's uh, – I, I totally feel, feel you. I, I 
But I also like I love that perspective though, because let's like if I was looking for something like that, it's I think it's very um, it's great to hear from somebody who's like, oh, this product might not be for me, but let me tell you all of the features and what you can get out of it. Then you you know it's a very honest, yeah, yeah, way to receive the product and learn about it. Yeah, and, and that's what uh, and that's the key I think for a lot of these uh, businesses and everything. And so I'm sure you'll be getting tons of sponsors down the road if, if that's something it sounds like you're kind of so you got to find the which i respect you're yeah. trying to find the right fit yeah and i think i'm definitely like i'm at a place where um you know i want to continue to grow the brand and find the right people and like the right partnerships like tonight you know to to build and grow in an organic way um so yeah with the right companies or the right brand absolutely but you know we'll see <laughs> and, and, and we're still young in the game. I mean, I've been making videos for my True Buds TV channel for probably about two and a half, maybe three years, but like 2019. Oh, so wow. I've been kind of a year where I've been like more dedicated doing two videos a week. So mm -hmm. it's still in a growing stage, you know. Um, but there's always that fear, too, at least for me, like in YouTube's messing with me a little bit. And I know Instagram has messed with other cannabis influencers. Like, mm -hmm. does that ever cross your brain? Like, it's what? tricky. I mean, I, I've I've been I think I've been banned like once but like luckily nothing nothing like serious has ever happened with my account and it's just it's tricky because you know you're you're trying to play by the rules but you don't really know what they are <laughs> so yeah. and like and for most of us it's really just it's really just the platform to uh, like communicate and connect right like we're not selling anything we're not pushing any product it's so it's it's just, it's really tricky to navigate those waters, definitely. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time for that. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like so ready, like, please become federal. I mean, and I don't know, like, like I bartend, like I said, but I don't go on YouTube and check out like if there's alcohol channels. I'm sure there's a lot, yeah. probably. Like, yeah. So like, that's more accepted. Like, if it could just become to that level where it's like, oh, maybe you can't like sell a product, but you can still at least make your content, give you a little peace of mind, you know? Totally. Like, and I just... It's, again, like removing the stigma that comes with it because I feel like for a lot of people out there, they don't even get to experience the benefits of cannabis because they don't have the resources to learn about it or educate themselves. So, you know, if we can't even just go on Instagram and talk about it and talk about how it makes us feel and why we use it, then like that information will never be available. It's like, yeah, they'll get their information from like a some random .org site now. Right, that's exactly. Like... <laughs> Fox News. <laughs> but that, yeah. that, that, that's the real deal, though. And mm -hmm. that's why, like, it all goes back to the conversation we're having is just, like, that's and that's the beauty of just being real and, you know, being open yeah. to, you know, making videos and making yeah. your content, whether, you're, you know, articles and stuff, too, which I need to find people to help me start writing. I can write, but my I have terrible grammar. So, like, I want to start <laughs> making more blogs and stuff, you know, or at least have a proofreader. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm very I'm very list form because same thing like I was born in China so my my grammatical is no very very poor. <laughs> now, in turn in in terms of the China stigma, like is it really stigmatized there still? Oh, completely illegal. Like you will be thrown in jail. Like don't mess with it when you're out there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That... <laughs> Which is ironic given that you know the indica indica plant is from China. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And that's where even like I have tons of friends who are like, dude, I fly with weed all the time. Mm -hmm. And I did back in the day. I bought some. But like 
I'm like, dude, I don't want to like, like I was going to Mexico. My buddy's like, dude, I bring vapes and flour with me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to get caught in customs. Like, I'm, but I probably should have. I would have been fine. But I'm still a little paranoid from being back my history. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes like, especially going international, I don't want to get like. It's, yeah. I feel like, you know, it's when you're flying out of California, it's fine. But depending on where you're going and like, I've, you know, I've flown with my vape pens and stuff and I'm, and I've, you know, I've. Like my followers will be like, "Oh, you're smoking at the airport. Like, what are you doing?" I was like, "Okay, don't don't try this at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not leading by example. <laughs> this is at your own risk. Exactly. But yeah, and that's I just needed to bring them more. But uh, mm. yeah, it depends where I'm going. And that's like lock it down before you get there. Have a little smoke. But sometimes too, when I'm going somewhere, it's nice to maybe take a little uh, tolerance break. Yeah. I say that, <laughs> then I get there. I'm like, Shit. I I wish I bought some. I'm one of those people. I'm just like tolerance breaks are for pussies. <laughs> I'm right with you. I haven't taken one since I'm like 17. Well, right? well like a couple of days. I did like three days. Yeah. A couple months yeah. ago. But I feel it's, you on that. It's just like. And you know, that's actually one of one of the really fun parts about this account and connecting with uh, stoners from all over the world is like, like when I was in New York and one, one of now my really good friends, but I actually met through my account and through Instagram. Um, his Instagram is Doobie Shoe, but he's out in Manhattan and I ran out of weed. So I was like, hey, doobs. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's nice because, you know, like I we got to connect. I got to, you know, smoke with somebody that I was only really friends and interacting with over Instagram in person. And, you know, we sashed, we hung out. It was it was awesome. And I got to try out some Manhattan weed. You know, they have like being from Jersey, they have really good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah, used, I was pleasantly yeah, surprised. Yeah, they, got, they got it going on. They used to call it a, they actually used to have delivery services out there. Um, uh. So, but, and then they would, it used to be called Cube Nug, at least we get in Jersey. So they put it in a plastic cube and then it would have the label on there, but um, people were charging like 75 and eighth for that. <sighs> but it was so good. I was like, oh shit, like, uh, I'll pay that. I'll pay that. But still, even where I was at in Jersey, people right now, I went back to visit probably three, four years ago. People are charging like 25 a gram out there. Damn. And this is something weird too I'm bringing up. When I moved to Kansas, people were selling half eighths. Have you ever heard of that? Half eighths? Yeah. That is that my... like a dub bag? It's, or... like, it's a 1.75. Oh. But I'm like, that's such a weird increment. So like when I moved there, I was the first dude doing like gram bags. So everybody started buying grams. But people are like, can I get a half eighth? I'm like, well, you can get an eighth. Like, I'm like, what <laughs> like, are you... How do I? <laughs> <laughs> but they would do but it didn't make sense either because they would do most people were doing half aces for 30 and an eighth for 60 so i'm like there's no there should be a markup per increment from the gram yeah, to the eighth to the quarter to the half to give the yeah, incentive you exactly. know yeah, i mean i come from retail i'm yeah. all about the yeah. <laughs> incremental incentives i mean that's why i just buy an ounce now because you know yeah and like that's where like my buddy chris i had on the show he does only outdoor at the moment he's had a couple indoor operations but he has like three or four right now he's spaced out it's probably around harvest time but he's like oh wow he does it all and like maybe i can get you some of that because i'm trying to get i'm trying I to link up love, with him too yeah. but yeah he, he gets it and he gives me his trim sometimes like i have probably like a quarter pound of his trim i'm making some butter with do you ever oh, make your own weird. edibles no actually i have i haven't in a really long time um it's it's tricky because whenever i've made it they've always come out really 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 strong that's the thing <laughs> that's a b- and then no one would eat it <laughs> well and that's what i was like and that's why it's so hard with edibles you're making on your own or mm-hmm. at least for me i use different amounts different flour every time so you'd never know what it's yeah. going to be like it could be like mellow or it can hit you like 
But I mean, I like them that way. So yeah. then it just ends up being me eating everything that I make myself, yeah. which is fine. But and, there, and you can get like really creative with it and do crazy stuff like I've done on my channel. But at the end of the day, my favorite way is make a cannabis infused coconut oil, put that in a smoothie. Mm. And you're good to go. Oh, that sounds good. Even maybe put a little mango in there. Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. What's your thoughts on the mango thing? People saying that uh, mango gets you higher because of the terpenes within the mango fruit itself. I did the video on this a while back. I did the research. I'm like, this seems legit. I tried it actually too, but it so could have been that, mental. Does that apply for all terpenes then? Like if you had an orange or like this? Uh, you know, I don't know. I like think there's a certain lavender one. Tea I wish... with your indica. Do you, I mean, I guess lavender would like it does I, mellow you yeah, out. The terpenes, I don't know. So. You know, it's oh, interesting to think. And that's where like vapes and stuff are interesting too with the terpene, like yeah, the, how they enhance them. I don't know. But yeah, like, I mean, I recently I just tried out um, this one pod where it's, they have a THC distillate with uh, terpenes. And it's it definitely is, the high is different. Um, but I feel like generally when you're smoking a vape pen, it's, it's a little bit of a cleaner high, a more yeah, refined yeah, high than a flower. I agree. Um, which I mean, I prefer flower because I just I like the full. I'm right with you, and that's yeah. where like the where I think the vape is missing a little bit. Like you're mm -hmm. saying, it's a little more crisp, but that's yeah. why it's cool. Maybe throughout the day, but like, I find myself I'm taking like the other night I kept smoking and I'm like I still can't hit that level where I'd take if I just took like a couple bong rips yep. of some like something good. Yep. You know. Because even when I when I, even when I eat an edible, it's I eat the edible, but I still get a couple bong rips in there. You know, because then you're. That's how I was last night. I was, I was drinking this cannabis quencher thing and I'm like, I, I still want to smoke. Like I'm pretty stoned, but like the, it's like kind of a, I guess for the people who smoke cigarettes and stuff, maybe it's kind of the same thing that I chew on like a toothpick yeah. or something like. I definitely, I think just the, the act of smoking the flower, I think experiencing the plant in like its most natural way, I, I love. Like there's just nothing that beats it for me. <laughs> I'm right with you. It's it's really hard to beat. Mm -hmm. But every now and then I'll get an edible. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And then you end up eating the whole thing and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. For a while, I was <laughs> buying these brownies from some delivery service when I first moved out here. I didn't realize there were 200 milligram brownies. Whew. I thought there were 100. So I was cutting yeah. them in half. I was like, oh, I'm eating 50. But like I only did it two or three times. So I was eating 100. My boy's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I miss the days when you can get more than a hundred milligram edibles. Yeah, it's you know because for me, like I'm I'm pretty mild like medication user for my restless legs. I and even then, sometimes like a lot of edibles just aren't strong enough to keep me like sound asleep through the night. And I think about the people who you know are medicating for much more severe symptoms and just the amount of money that they have to spend, you know, the, the more the amount of more product that they have to get just to be able to get the same amount of like the same effects as they used to. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and that's where like there's a guy on the channel, David, um, who's he's had cancer and he's trying to, you know, instead of doing chemo, which he, which he's done more than once. Oh, and he's like, dude, I'm spending so much money on oil. So I tried to like shout him out like on a video like, yo, if you guys want to go to his Facebook donation. But it's like to your point. It's hard. And yeah. especially, I don't know which state he's in. Forgive me, David, you know. But uh, I want to say Maine for some reason. But, um, yeah, it's hard to, like, for some people to get the money to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, I, I feel like there's still so much to figure out with legalization because 
I think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's legal. Great. We're done. But, you know, like the people who need it, like it's a lot of needs aren't being met. And I don't know that like we're necessarily moving in that direction, which is why I think it's so great that we can have these conversations and yeah. Keep it moving in that direction. Absolutely. And um, I went to this um, meetup.com. I just recently went on. Mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of cool cannabis events. There's like a small oh. business one I went to for the first time. Um, forgive me. I'll put the name to it below in the video here. But um, it was just really cool to see, you know, they had like a couple startup companies doing pitches and they had an investor talking about Very what it takes. Cool. So um, and I can give you that information, too, if ever you want to check it out. But it's really cool to see some of these people who have their startup businesses and it's a good way to get funding for whatever. But I just kind of wanted to go there to get a feel. But they do one every month. So I'm going to be going every month. And just, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so they're really there's some really cool stuff going on there. There was a CBD company, these ladies. And they're kind of doing the, like, um, uh, what's that? Herbal Life? Okay, Like the tier yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. They're kind of starting that with um, CBD oil. Which, like, isn't my thing personally. I've been pitched on stuff like that too many times. But, like, I just see, like, <laughs> but when, when they were presenting, I'm like, damn, I do see, like, there is dollar signs there. But, yeah. like... I've just been pitched on like the cut co, like the con games. About this I'm like, stuff, all right. right. <laughs> like, I just think back to like the knife that cuts the yeah. can back in the day. <laughs> but um, I always try to remind myself. I'm like, if like that, that might not be for me. But the people that they're reaching, like the traditional cannabis company, wouldn't even think about. And I love that that those people are getting access to CBD. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it brings us back to what we're saying in terms of like dealing with influencers or even people just in general that mm -hmm. like they're going back to the root because they know that where it's all going to stem from is people like yeah. all of us just being like hey like i'm using this cbd maybe you should try it or yeah because at the end of the day it's it's wellness right it's health and wellness that it comes down to like we can like i i love watching a video where some dudes extra as fat extra as fuck and smoking you know an eighth of weed in a dab but like <laughs> it's that's not what it's all about at the end of the day yeah so. i feel you and i and i've only taken probably in my life like 20 dabs like they're cool but like it's, it's just a lot of work for me and it's i if there's just something about like like there's something of i i don't do it that often either it's like a special treat when i do and it's when you get it right it's delicious but i just I I see what that dab culture is and just this like super extra like smoking culture that's happening and it's it's so wasteful and I just I personally don't want to perpetuate that so <laughs> I feel you yeah and but it, but that's where it's funny is my buddy's like we shot a video and he's like oh dude let's do a dab video with like a hair strainer I'm like all right I'll shoot it real quick that's like one of the most popular with videos hair strainer yeah so like. I was like, that's random, but it's funny the way the stuff like that works out yeah. with this dab stuff. Like, dabs are cool. I will though. say, like, people get really creative, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> but but that's where it's like for me, it's like I'd rather just load a bong, or for me, my favorite's a J. You could just mm -hmm. I have like little, you can put in a little tube, carry it anywhere. Yep. But vapes do make shit convenient these days, even though it's not the same. You know, it's but, not the same. I mean, I think I think people who love cannabis, they just still they still just love smoking the flower vapes i mean i love the convenience for it but it's there's nothing there's just nothing quite like rolling a joint for yourself lighting it up the whole process of it it's 
I just love it. <laughs> and, yeah, and like talking about it now, it's interesting to think about. Like, of course, weed's gotten better in terms of THC content and just flower over the past so many mm-hmm. years. But it's like we're at a inst- like an interesting time because like this is the first time that stuff like this has been introduced. You know, it's like these, you know, the old heads who are still smoking J's, smoking flower when it was low THC. And yeah. Like, we're, like I'm even like that myself, but it's like there's a whole nother like wave that's like forming right now. I talk, you know, some of my friends back in college were huge stoners and they haven't smoked in years. And, you know, they tell me now that when they try to smoke, sometimes the THC is so high, like they just can't smoke the weed that we have now. Like it makes them paranoid or yeah. So it's, it's crazy. The comparison when you have that break for those years yeah yeah and it's like and that's too with back to dabs it's like the first time some my boy like pulled out a torch and like lit something I'm like dude like we're smoking weed right this is like many <laughs> years ago before i saw anything about it but i'm like dude like what is this and then i took it i'm like okay let's, <laughs> let's see what this is all about that's like a damn dabs dabs will get you <laughs> When you're just like, damn, is it 10 degrees hotter in here all yeah, of like, a sudden? Th- that shit will rock me. Even like bong rips. Like I love bongs because it's like more clean, but like that mm-hmm. stuff will even hit yeah. me hard. That's why like Jay's, I love just a smooth pull from there. Yeah. Classic. Like one of my best friends who I always used to smoke with back in the day, he was a swimmer. So he was a bong guy and he would just go to town. I'm like, dude, I can't get on your level. You got some like lungs of steel there. <laughs> Shout out to you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can come on this podcast, but um, yeah. Do you ever um, do you ever do blunts then or yeah joints? Yeah, I, I do though. I don't do blunts as much as I used to, but in the East Coast, like Dutch Masters, are the oh, th- man. those are those are the thing. <laughs> old school, yeah. yeah. So like I, out there, I smoked a shit ton of Dutch yeah. Masters. Um, you know, Midwest White Owls mostly. Um, oh, I love how it's like regional. Yeah, I mean, there's still people doing everything, but like to find Dutch Masters in Kansas was hard. Even to find them out here. You find the little cigarillos, oh, but you true. don't you don't see the full master style Dutch masters in many places. Like I've I went looking for like a while, <laughs> so I ordered them online. But I'm like, yeah, to me it's a treat. Like I yeah, used to smoke them, but same. like that, I realized that that's not the. It's kind of rough. I you know I I do like high hemp, just like non tobacco. Like CBD those are solid, wraps. like the royal blood yeah, wraps. And stuff. Yeah, those types because the the tobacco like. I'll do it every once in a while, but it gets me lightheaded and it's, and I like, I like tasting the flower. Yeah. yeah. It's nice too. If you're with a bunch of people, friends, exactly. Slow yeah. Whatever. The social aspect of it, you can't beat. Yeah. 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 The personal blunts I've do every now and then that's every month or so. About a blunt a month personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blunt a month. But yeah, they're cool, you know, but it, it is interesting to see the different um, styles, but yeah, like East coast, those dudes are hard about the Dutch masters. So funny. I actually talking about my buddy Dave. I went to uh, my first. I went to KU, the University of Kansas. I show up the uh, freshman year in the dorm, and I ha- I bought a box of fifty five of those or fifty. I forget. But I, he's like, do you, he's like, do you smoke weed, man? Like kind of nervous. I'm like, dude. I pull out this box, and we're gonna smoke fifty of these, bro. He's like, let's go. <laughs> Everything's history. Yeah. yeah. And that's all history from there. <laughs> Best friends. That's true. I mean, some my most solid relationships are built on smoking weed together. Like, my my brother and I were eleven years apart, but we became incredibly close, bonding over cannabis. Yeah, older or younger? Younger. He's younger than me by eleven years. I mean, okay. I was born in China, so with the one child policy at the time, my parents couldn't have him until we left China and went to Canada. Okay. Yeah. I'm from a family of eight myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So 
lots of siblings and they're all my best friends too. That's you know? amazing. You know, I really actually, a lot of times I always hear from people that come from like, you know, come with a lot of siblings. They're like, oh, I don't, we don't get along. And because it's like the grass is always greener. I love that you, you guys are all just best friends and well, thank everyone you. gets thank along. You. That's I, amazing. I'm, I'm happy you feel that way. Because like a month ago, I had a lady at the bar. She's like, how do you feel about being in a big family? I'm like, I love them all. She's like, stop lying to me. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> they're, they're all my best friends. Like, and I'll give credit to my mom on that one for helping uh, pull that through. But I've definitely met bigger families where like, I hate mine. Yeah. You know, or there's drama. I'm like, yo, what's the need for any drama? Everybody <laughs> just let the ego drop. There's no need to have drama with family. Yeah, well, right? maybe there are times and places. But at the same time, I'm that person who's like, just let it go. Yeah. It's fam. Well, you know, like, it's it's funny, like, with my Chinese immigrant parents, like, cannabis has always been a really tricky topic. And it's something that my brother and I, we, like, strate strategically conspire to, like, tag team our parents on. To, like, get them to, you know, open up to it. And um, it's funny, after legalization, we really, like, press on the gas pedal with that. And we actually got, we were able to share a joint with my dad last Christmas, which was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm still yet to smoke with my mom. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm working on my mom now. I think she's a little bit more conservative. Uh, but, yeah, so that was really cool to kind of introduce something that is just completely out of the realm of reality for my parents to them but even then i think like even then my mom doesn't know about my cannabis account right now because it's it's a little i think it'd be a little much for her to see me smoking every day so we're easing her yeah. into that but yeah it's it's tricky just i think for a lot of um asian americans actually most most of us i'm fortunate that my parents i was able to share with them that i use cannabis but i think for a lot of us and parents don't know about it at all yeah and that's where it's like crazy too it's like or i feel like if they do they're kind of just going to turn turn they just turn kind the of other. ignore yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, but i'm the same way with like my mom like she knows my stuff that i have going on now but she found out through my siblings i'm not like trying to like mm. be in her face because it's hard you know she's still from that time where it's like yeah. like we're saying it's not ex is accepted so like, yeah but she's really cool about it you know she's you know but it's still like one of those things where it's 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 an interesting time. Yeah. We're, we're walking a line, you know, mm -hmm. as a creator. So. Absolutely. And I'm, ex I'm excited to see kind of in the next few years where it all goes. And um, I think like whether whether it's cannabis or even like with my flow account and going to a lot of music festivals, I think just experiencing things that are a little bit counterculture or a little bit um, subculture. It's it's really cool to see how those things kind of bring people together and really like bond and connect people. And that, and that's cool too, like to me that you're like, have those brands building together. So like, do you. do you see, yeah, yeah. do you see like crossover from there? Do you get people from like Sandy Smokes going over to your page? Like, oh, I found you on Sandy Smokes. And I'm like- I actually, I'm, I am starting to see that. It was, it took a little bit of building. And then, um, yeah, I'm starting to see overlap in my, my two communities. And it's really cool because I, I do want to build everything at the same time and holistically because I feel like me myself and the way that I choose to live my life and the way that I choose to create is to question the status quo and to question kind of the formula, the formulaic way of life that we've all been fed and to, you know, 
like take a minute and be like, how how do I want to live my life? How what we do I want to smoke today? <laughs> that is some real talk right there. I, I feel like if you're not doing that, um, it's not worth it. Like if you're not yeah. questioning or like I heard something a while back that I try to live by is like make myself uncomfortable because mm-hmm. like I can overthink content, you know, all the time. But it's like when you put something out or at least me personally, sometimes I'll put videos out. I'm like, shit, I don't know about this one. Like, yeah. And just doing it anyway, even though you don't feel the most comfortable yeah. or whatever it is in your own life. Other people have their own things. But for totally. me, it's a lot of times content. I'm like, I think I could have done better. And then I'm just like, I'm overthinking this. Fuck it. Let's sometimes go. it's so personal. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I a lot of times I feel like when I do that, the results end up surprising me, too. And that's it. That's the truth. And so it's so beautiful. Yeah. This is when that like, actually happens. You're like, OK, I was on to something there. Like mm-hmm. I trusted my gut and it went through and. Yeah, just and it's, it's it. awesome when your community like responds to you, right? And it just like keeps you going and it keeps your creative juices flowing. Yeah, and that and that's uh, so awesome too. Like you're saying, the community, like, the, and that's where the cannabis community is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, or I'd say like 95% of people are really cool. Yeah. You get that 5% of people who aren't probably in the community and they just want to bash it or whatever, mm-hmm. or even 1%, whatever it is. Yeah. But for the most part, like everybody who's smoking yeah. is pretty damn chill, like we were saying earlier. Like, Absolutely. It's been, oh, it's been the best part about like starting this account is connecting with the community. Like I knew from meeting like stoners in person that stoners are awesome. And now that like we have such closer access to each other, it's, you know, I'm just like, man, just a group of dope ass people. Yeah. <laughs> like I just want everyone to be able to like enjoy cannabis and enjoy it with each other and like be able to connect openly and freely about it. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way. Have you back <laughs> this for some reason popped in my head that Lowell Farms the have you been there yet? The no, cafe? I haven't. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to check it out myself. I went when it was closed. I like tried to go. Got when excited. It was I shot a little video about it, and I was like, "But I was like, I need to." But I thought it was open. I googled it, said it was open. But uh, my buddy was going today, but I was just too busy to tag yeah. along. So I want to go and check it out. But I think that's like a steady move. Um, it's yeah, for sure. Like I love that it's it's the first right the first cannabis cafe that opened in the U.S. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, which is awesome. Like it's. I went to Amsterdam a few years ago, and oh nice. Like, oh, it was just amazing. So I love that that is starting to happen here though i will say though like i think they have like 18 dollar quesadillas or like the food prices are ridiculous oh, i heard and, it's crazy i heard yeah. you gotta put there's like bong rental fees like yeah i heard it's pretty crazy so yeah. it's like i i you know it's again like walking that line of i love the progress and the direction but it i feel very conflicted about how non-accessible and how exclusive it is so yeah it's so, how but do it's you, a step how, in the right direction yeah, yeah. for so sure. So, like, how do you feel about like um, larger dispensaries? Would you rather, or where do you get your? What dispensaries do you prefer? Like, are you like because MedMen's really like commercialized? Mm-hmm. Like, do you prefer to support the smaller, more local? Definitely, yeah. I like to go to the smaller, more local. Um, and LA has so many dispensaries and new ones popping up. So it's it's also just kind of fun to jump around and check out all the different new different ones and. Depending on which one you go into, they have different strains. And, you know, I, I like to hop around depending on the deals and which day of the week I'm going to okay. as well. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was like, do you have a favorite? Um, you know, actually, I go to Terp Market. Oh, that's the the flea market. Yeah. Oh. So they're like the farmer's market for cannabis. And that's definitely my favorite. It's old school, just 
bags on bags of flour. It smells amazing in there. And then people just have rigs and pieces out and, you know, they're doing dabs and you can try stuff out. The prices are so reasonable. The quality is amazing. You're a lot of times working directly with the grower. So you're cutting out a lot of the middlemen. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. If you ever have a chance to check I, it out. I, I really want to. Because uh, another friend who was on here was talking about it. He's like, dude, I go to the turp market. I yeah. think he said every Thursday, if I'm not yep. mistaken. They He's do like, it every legit. Thursday. And then they have a smaller one on Sundays, too. I'll, oh, I'll, send, oh, I'll forward okay, you their Instagram. Okay, cool. Because I was like, yeah. Sunday's more doable. Thursday's a little. But I'm like, dude, I'm I'm going to take time off to go check this shit out. Because it, <laughs> it, awesome. like, it seems like the most important thing of like just the community and mm-hmm. people, the people who can't. Like Chris, who was on here, was saying like, People, when he's growing his stuff and he try to sell it to the dispensaries, like there's so much flour in the market that yeah. they're going to lowball yep. the shit out of a lot of these growers. And it's hard for them to like yep. justify it, like exactly. keep going. Yeah. And that's I think that's why it's so key. And it's and it's not just cannabis, like coming from retail. I'm I'm very much an advocate for buying small and supporting small because it's just it's so it's much more sustainable that way. So what did you do in retail? Um, I. Oh, man. So I have (laughs) I started when I was like 19 and um, I come from fashion and I've hopped around everywhere in Los Angeles. I've been at, uh, let's see, like all of all of the retail companies, BCBG, BB, Nasty Gal, um, Forever 21. And from there, I kind of just got really tired of the corporate game and um, went into e-com and went into web and started working with more of like the startup startup retail brands. Um, and recently I just came off of a project where I helped develop and launch eight different brands of like apparel, products, home goods and all of that. Nice. So, oh, congrats. Thank you. Um, so it's, been, it's nice that it's been a crazy year and a half. And it's been nice to kind of come off of that and now be able to focus on, you know, Earthshine Glitter and Sandy Smokes, some of, you know, my more personal projects. And that's um, where it all kind of comes in. Like, I've been talking to many people about this, where I, where the path just kind of flows. Mm-hmm. Like, bring it back to the flow is like just a natural progression from the retail yep. to understanding that aspect. So you have that skill set to keep building your brand and the way you want to. Totally. Really yeah. Yeah. I think um, there's something that comes... When people say that you are seasoned, it comes with having lived through many seasons. (laughs) And I think when I was in my 20s, I was very much in in a hurry all the time. And I didn't know how to pace myself or go with the flow. And um, I think cannabis actually really helped me with that. It really helped me become more grounded and centered. And it brought a much more healthy balance to my life. And yeah, now it's um, it's at a place where in hindsight, I can see how all of these steps, whether they were, you know, amazing or just got awful, were just all building blocks to get me to today. And I'm very, very grateful. <laughs> and you sound like an optimist like myself in that aspect, seeing everything, even if it was shitty, it's still an opportunity to learn, mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. I think like you were saying earlier, like you like to make yourself feel uncomfortable, right? I feel like growth comes from discomfort. Like even when you're young and you're growing, like I remember my bones would hurt because. Me too. That yeah, shit Right? <laughs> so it's like you don't, you don't grow and evolve as a human from being comfortable. Yeah. So. 
complacency can definitely happen. Yeah. And that's where I feel like, you know, everybody does it. And that's where I want to get completely out of like bartending. But like I still meet a lot of good connections and mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm slowly like taking my days away from that yeah. as I can keep building my cannabis brand, True Buds and everything, which is helping equal it all out. So I yeah. can keep going in that direction. I love that. Going yeah. with your flow. Yeah, yeah, going with, <laughs> going with flow. So I, ha- I have a, one more question here for you today. If you could provide like some insight or a little advice for anybody who's trying to kind of start their own deal in cannabis, whether they want to be an influencer, mm. you know, or they just want to come up, make content, or they want to get in the retail side or anything, what would be maybe your advice? I know we've kind of talked about a bunch mm. of it already. I think, I think a big one is definitely just being authentic. Um, I think it's really easy to just get lost in the sauce and want to do what everyone else is doing out there. And, um, but what will be long lasting and what will be true engagement with the community is, you know, putting your authentic self out there. And, um, and I think it's, it's just doing it. It's scary sometimes to take the first step. And even for me, sometimes I, I don't feel good or I have a day where I just feel off and I don't want to post. But I think it's important to just like push yourself over the hump. And even if it's not your best foot forward, just put it out there because like the community will support you and you'll feel it. You're, Thank you. Yeah. Well said. A step at a time, even when you're not feeling it. Exactly. Really liked what you said. Don't Thank get you. lost in the sauce, my <laughs> friends. Thanks again just for hanging out. Just dab the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just take a dab of that sauce, smoke a bong, eat an edible, do whatever you're feeling. Exactly. Thanks again, Sandy, for chilling today. Thank I really you for appreciate having it. me. It's very, very fun oh, to yeah. be on. And I'll hopefully have you back on as this Absolutely. things progress. Hopefully get to. you on another episode. So, And thanks to all you for Tuning in here to the True Buds oh. podcast. I'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Thank you to the sponsor of this podcast, Mind Muscle Academy, Justin Woltering, the dude who inspired me to start getting in the gym. Thank you, Justin. Go check out Mind Muscle Academy, justinwoltering.com for all your fitness needs and blaze one up. This is True Buds, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this For my stoners, and for my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this, yeah, number one, it's the best Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis Business owners to growers, even artists you know of So sit back and just roll up the perfect show for my smokers True Buds